I want to play a game. Uh, what kind of game, man? Because unless it's Dragon Ball Fighters, I don't really have time right now. I'm, I'm about to do a podcast, so... You have made many mistakes in your life. Well, hold up, dude. I mean, don't judge me. You, you don't really know me like that, so, you know... And those mistakes have led you down a path of which there is no return. And for that reason, you must Whoa, now Whoa, wait a them. minute. What, what, what mistakes? Okay, what, what are you, what are you talking about? You made a huge mistake. I haven't made any mistakes, okay? One that can only be paid for by the spilling of your blood. Whoa. What? What What the hell could that possibly be? You said Turles is Goku's brother. Hey, man, you know what, man? Fuck off. Get out of here, dude. Hey, no, uh, shut up. Hey, look, you know what? Don't you? Uh, I'm trying I, to record a I, podcast, I and you I got the nerve to, to come in here with that shit. You know what? Get the fuck uh, out of my office, man. I don't have time for this, all right? But I was just trying to. I say get the fuck out of here, Jigsaw. And if you come back in here, I'm going to Big Bang attack your little ass clean off that tricycle. Happy Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of here. Got freaking darn it. Look, guys, I apologize for that. I'm sorry that you guys had to hear that, that you had to, to, to witness that. Sometimes he gets in a mood. My apologies. Huh. Anyway, everyone, welcome to episode 38 of Rock the Dragon and Dragon Ball Super Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. Here we go. Halloween. Another week has passed. Another day closer to the big event. <laughs> uh, just came off a pretty cool weekend here myself. I did go to a party. I did dress up. Uh, I dressed up as a Ghostbuster, which if any of you guys have been kind of following me uh, outside of the podcast, for instance, Tim Bridgewater Geek. That's Facebook.com slash Tim Bridgewater Geek. Also, YouTube.com slash Tim Bridgewater Geek. You probably have noticed that I have a bit of a history with the Ghostbusters. So I just kind of put on my flight suit and everything, the Proton Pack. And for more information on that, you can go and look up Louisiana Ghostbusters if you want to find out more about that. But I just kind of decided to take the easy route because I didn't really feel like spending a ton of money on anything. <laughs> and honestly, I'll probably just wear that this year. But I don't know. Don't hold me to it. We'll see what happens. Once again, my name is Tim Bridgewater. I used to host two other podcasts, one called Geekly Dose, which was a uh, <clears throat> a podcast about everything geek. We talked about video games, comic books, movies, all that kind of stuff. I also hosted Republic City Report, which was the Legend of Core podcast. Uh, so you can find both of those podcasts. They should both still be up on iTunes as well as Stitcher.com. Those are a little bit older, but they're still relevant. I mean, sometimes you just may want to have a nostalgic sort of a reminder of some things. You can check those out. Of course, if you're someone who hasn't watched Legend of Korra yet, you can watch that show right now on Nick.com. I believe it's still up the entire C, uh, series. And you can go check out Republic City Report and give that a listen. Uh, very quick reminder about our giveaway. Once the page gets to 100 likes, unless, unless I change this, if you listen to episode 37, you know where I'm going with this. But I'm, I'm debating on changing there were sort of the rules and guidelines for this giveaway. Uh, but until I make a decision on how I want to approach that, the other method is still going to stand. As soon as the page gets to 100 likes, we will announce a uh, giveaway. So if you want to be able to qualify for that as of right now, make sure you like that page. I think I'm at about 90 now or something like that. So that's not much. 
Um, so if you're still on the fence about it, just go like the page so we can get to the giveaway and give away some cool stuff. I may change the, the criteria for this. I'm not sure. We'll, you know, I'll give it another week and I'll see what happens. Also, uh, if you want to leave me a review on iTunes, you can do that. Or a rating on iTunes, you can also do that. That being said, I do have an iTunes review here that I want to read. Uh, and this is a five-star review from... Uh, Lloyd Layden, it says here, one of the best DBS podcasts, great for all fans of Dragon Ball. My only complaint, parentheses, not really a complaint, is that he does not review the newest episodes of the sub. <laughs> Five star review. Thank you so much for that, Lloyd Layden. Um, yeah, I know, right? It, it, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't help but wonder occasionally if I actually was current to the uh, subs would, I don't know what, would I have more listeners Would the podcast be bigger. These are things that kind of go through my mind every now and then, but you know, I kind of started out with a plan and I, I kind of made a promise that I would stick to the English on here because, well, you know, I, I just couldn't imagine myself talking about both. You know, I feel like if I watched all the Japanese episodes, then my reactions to the English ones wouldn't be as authentic. And I just, once again, um, Make sure you listen to episode zero of the podcast. I kind of break all this stuff down. And I know you're not really complaining about it. Um, so, but I'm just kind of giving out a refresher for some people who may be coming along new. Yeah, I did an episode zero where I kind of talked about all this kind of stuff. I decided I was going to stick with the English dub because, well, that's just my ideal version of the show. Uh, I, grew, I grew up with the English dub and the, in the um, ocean dub as well as the Funimation dub actors and voice cast. So I just prefer that. Um, you know, I, there's nothing against the Japanese dub, obviously. Uh, you guys have a big advantage right now because you already know what the hell is going to happen everywhere. <laughs> Even though it's very hard for me to avoid spoilers. So there's some things that I do know about. Uh, I'm going to try to stick with this version of it as long as I can. But uh, thank you so much for that review. I mean, that's an incredible review. I appreciate it very much. Um, if you'd like to leave me a review, once again, head over to iTunes. It only takes a couple seconds. Just ask these guys. It doesn't take very long at all. Okay. Also, if you would like to send me an email for our segment called What Are You Saying? Make sure you send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. With that being said, I do have an email right here I'm going to read from Dominique. Dominique, I have to tell you, um, man, you just made it into this episode. <laughs> I mean, I was literally about to hit record for the podcast and I decided to check the email one more time and there it was uh, which is no big deal because if I wouldn't have gotten to it on this episode I would have gotten to it on the next one but I just thought that, that would be funny to mention that you just barely made it into this one so I'm gonna go ahead and read uh, Dominique's email it reads here what's good brother huge DBZ fan here who had a buddy tell me about super when it came out in Japanese <clears throat> However, I'm attached to the voices. It adds an extra element, so I had to wait for it to come out, and now it sucks how far behind it is. Shake my head. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm clearing my throat a lot. Uh, anywho, I had two things I wanted to comment on. First was from, I believe, episode 35, when you talked about Falconer music. Man, I do agree. It still sends chills down my back at the end of the Cell Saga when the music changes as Vegeta shoots the blast to help Gohan to the wind. Definitely hope as this saga goes on, they bring back the Saiyan music in epic fights. Uh, 
Second thing was the mention of Frost and Kaba. You mentioned how they just assumed Kaba can turn Super Saiyan and assumed Frost had the same powers as Frieza. Well, it makes sense seeing how Universe 6 and 7 are twins, Beerus and Champa, Whis and Vados. Like twins, they're very similar with slight differences, as we've seen with Frost and the Poison and Kaba and No Tail. So it makes sense why they'd assume they can do the same things, seeing how they're supposed to be twins. Anyways, that was all. Hopefully this makes it. Love what you're doing. Keep it up, brother. Dominique, thank you so much for the email. So let's see if we can um, break this down a little bit. Uh, yeah, so the Falconer music, once again, anybody who is curious about what that means, head, head back and listen to episode zero. But um, the Bruce Falconer music is definitely my favorite. I know a lot of people don't like it. <laughs> I know a lot of people do like it. I um, have to be one of those people who loves it. That's just ideal version of it for me. And that's the version I grew up listening to and watching when I first got in Dragon Ball Z. Uh, and I did an edit, uh, a fan edit of the final flash moment of Vegeta versus Magetta. And I uploaded that on the Facebook page. So if you want to see that, head over to Facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon Podcast. You'll see that video there. Uh, but yeah, of course, every epic moment. And this is what I was saying about that music, you know, you can hear it now and it'll take you right back to certain moments in Dragon Ball Z. And for you, one of your favorite moments is when Vegeta comes in at the last moment, hits Cell in the back with that blast, which helps Gohan turn the tide on Cell and then he gets the win. So I, I remember that very strongly, too. Uh, as far as it coming back, I don't think it's going to come back uh, from what I understand. Bruce Falconer and Falconer Productions had this big lawsuit against Funimation. Uh, you can find videos about this kind of stuff on YouTube now. Uh, but there are people out there who break these kinds of things down. And, and, and part of the reason why they didn't bring Bruce Falconer back for, for Dragon Ball Z Kai, as well as some of the movies, as well as Dragon Ball Super, is because they had this big falling out of some sort. Some sort of lawsuit happened. So uh, sadly, I wouldn't expect any Falconer music to come back in the near future. But... Hell, I could always go and edit my own version of it if I feel like it, right? <laughs> okay, and you also mentioned that, okay, so the similarities between these characters and how they were just kind of making these assumptions, uh, you're saying because Universe 6 and 7 are twins, um, you listed Beerus and Champa, Whis and Vados, they're like twins, they're very similar with slight differences. Uh, now that's true, that, that's true. Um, however... I mean, uh, yeah, Beerus and Champa are twin are twins for sure, as in siblings, and Whis and Vados are siblings. But I don't think we're supposed to be under the impression that Frieza and Frost are siblings. I mean, these are two different characters from different universes. So I see where you're going with those examples, but I don't think that necessarily applies to this, right? Because Kaba. Kaba doesn't have a twin. I mean, at least not from universe seven. Right. Um, so yeah, there are similarities, but they're not, it's, I think you're, I, I get your examples, but they're kind of different unless I'm misunderstanding something here, but obviously, yeah, I mean, they're going to draw the similarities because the previous beings that they came across that looked that way had those abilities. I mean, I, so that makes sense to an extent, but for me, it was just kind of one of those things to where it's like, I mean, you also have to acknowledge the fact that they're different characters from another universe. 
and understanding that they there are some differences um why would you assume that everything's the same is i guess is what i'm trying to say um like you know for like for instance with frost having a needle in his arm well frieza didn't have that so you know i mean yeah it, it was a safe assumption to make that he could transform to that but it just seemed like he was it almost seemed like goku was positive about it he's like yelling at him let's see your final form and it's like well you don't know for a fact that he has one <laughs> right uh it's kind of a nitpick but it's just something that kind of bugged me when i watched it and then when it comes to kaba being able to turn super saiyan and vegeta immediately assuming that he can turn super saiyan well there's really no basis of comparison there uh other than the fact that he's a saiyan but i wouldn't i don't understand why he would assume that just because he met a saiyan that that saiyan could become a super saiyan I mean, he's only known three or four Super Saiyans in his entire life. Why would he assume that Kaba's one? And especially he was wrong. And then not on top of that, he was wrong about it. And then once again, there was a difference because those Saiyans didn't even have tails. So I guess what I'm saying is, is that there are similarities for sure, but there are also differences. So knowing both of that, why would you make any assumptions? I guess. Uh, I guess it's a bit of a nitpick, but I think that kind of clarifies what I was going at with that. But I totally see your point there. I mean, yeah, it makes sense that they would make assumptions based on things that they've already seen. So that makes sense. Dominique, thank you so much for the email. Uh, Glad to have you. Welcome to the podcast. Feel free to email me at any time. Anyone else want to email for our segment? What are you saying? Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Okay. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and jump into the episode talk for this week. Uh, of course, this episode of Rock the Dragon podcast is going to cover episode 38 of Dragon Ball Super titled The Sixth Universe's Mightiest Warrior Engage the Assassin Hit. OK, so um, the previous episode pretty much left off with uh, Vegeta defeating Kaba. OK. He's, he, he's, he's got a bit of a win streak going here. And from what we know of Hit, uh, the guy is obviously very powerful. You know, we, you know, anytime we have one of these silent warriors that just never say anything <laughs> and they're just kind of in the background, like you can probably assume that they're extremely strong. Um, and that's exactly what seems to be going on here. And then we got to see a little bit of a taste of his abilities when he just went and knocked Frost out like it was nothing. So we know, based on what we've seen so far and what they've said about him, that Hit is definitely going to be a challenge here. And, uh, and that Vegeta is kind of going to have some some trouble here uh, to some extent with this fight. So the episode pretty much takes off. You know, they're just kind of eyeing each other. Hit and Vegeta, they're in the ring. People are sort of com- making commentary about things. Uh, and then the, the fight essentially just starts... Um, Monaco wakes up at some point so that I mean even though they didn't really uh, put a lot of emphasis on that they showed it just long enough to remind us that he's been in his own little weird little <laughs> zone <laughs> and then Vegeta powers up the Super Saiyan Blue and then that sends some kind of weird shockwave or shiver up uh, Monaco's skin so that's supposed to mean something also, but at, the, at, the, at this point, we don't know. Now, of course, we do get sort of another revelation or um, about Manaka a little bit later, but we'll get to that in a minute. 
Now, I have to say this. Uh, th- this stare down that happens here at the beginning of the episode between Vegeta and Hit goes on for a real, for what feels like forever. Uh, and, and I almost feel like they reuse same, some of the same shots here. I mean, I don't, it's just really bad editing, I think. It just seems really long. And we get a lot of Vegeta inner monologue during this episode, too, which. I mean, to an extent, that's normal, but like, I feel like we got a lot during this episode, almost too much. Um, we also got some shitty animation this episode, too. Not all of it, but a good bit of it. Mostly whenever Vegeta and Hit start to fight, uh, it's where the animation kind of takes a dive. Um, but, well, that's the toughest part, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I gotta say, I'm so disappointed that we're still having animation problems. 38 episodes in this series but hey what can you do uh but i'm gonna move through some of this kind of quickly because well it's not there's not a lot to break down here essentially we get a fight vegeta and hit and hits winning okay because he, he he's super fast and everyone's kind of wondering why vegeta can't land a punch and why he can't move he can't you know, dodge the punches quickly enough. So there's pretty much a whole segment here just dedicated to that. You know, Vegeta with a lot of inner monologue, getting punched, <laughs> getting his ass whipped, and him just kind of getting increasingly more upset about it and being normal Vegeta and getting pissed off, but letting his anger and rage take over, which never works in his favor in these fights. You know, every time he just gets mad, then he starts to lose focus. He gets, you know, sloppy and then he just becomes sort of a punching bag. And that's that's essentially what happens here. Now, once again, everybody's just kind of watching because they're wondering what's going on. And Vegeta's saying, hey, I'm Super Saiyan Blue and I can't even land a, a punch on this guy. Uh, Goku and Piccolo are, are paying very close attention, saying we can't even see his hits. You know what exactly is going on here? So uh, to kind of just jump to the point, you know, Vegeta loses. <laughs> I mean, there's not really much to, to break down with that. Uh, you know, eventually Hit gets some pretty devastating blows to Vegeta and eventually just knocks him clean out of Super Saiyan mode and just knocks him out completely. OK, so a lot of the hype around Hit seems to be kind of paying off here. We do get um, a little bit more backstory on him. I mean, we know he's an assassin. We know he's from Universe 6, obviously. Uh, and they're all just kind of saying that he's kind of living up to the reputation that he has. But once again, everybody's just trying to figure out exactly how he's managing to pull this off now. So, yeah, I mean, Vegeta gets his ass knocked out. So <laughs> contestant hit is announced the winner. Uh, everybody starts to kind of freak out a little bit on the side. And uh, Goku sends Krillin down there with a Sensu bean to get him back up on his feet. Um but then Goku decides to go have a conversation with Jaco because he knows Jaco has a special vision. So he's trying to see exactly what's going on. They try to figure out how is it possible that he could be moving as fast as he is when they mention the fact that he's kind of disappearing in the middle of his attacks. And Goku's trying to kind of figure out, well, is he using instant transmission or is he turning invisible or what exactly is he going on here? Now, this weird squid looking king of the galaxy character that has really served no purpose this entire time <laughs> he decides to speak up and he throws out a theory that he believes that hit is uh 
using a time skipping ability. So apparently there are some beings in, you know, in the multiverse that have the ability to skip ahead in time. And everyone seems to kind of buy into that. I mean, I, I, you know, I guess they never really confirm, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt that that's what's going on here. But it seems like it makes sense to everyone. So that this Goku's getting his information and he's saying that, you know, uh, hit is probably, you know, going so even just like a tenth of a second ahead in time, uh, then that could make a big difference. And Goku is saying, well, how could how could going that small amount of a time make such a big difference? And Jaco says, well, when you have fighters who can fight at such at high speeds, such as hit that that makes that that's a lot of time. That's a lot of extra time for him. So essentially what's going on here is that. Uh, hit is going forward in time a tenth of a second and that's giving him enough time to sort of anticipate moves and see exactly what's going to happen so he can move or dodge or counter etc uh, and there is some talk about you know the, and I'm glad they brought this up they mentioned that Jaco is obviously a space cop and one of the things that violates the rules apparently is messing with time um, but they're they're kind of saying, well, we don't want to mess up the tournament by arresting him for that. <laughs> and Goku says, hey, well, how, how will I get a chance to fight him if he gets arrested? Um, but here's my question. Uh, you know, uh, obviously, they didn't confirm beyond a shadow of a doubt that that is what he was doing. But it seems as if everybody bought into that so quickly. So why wasn't he disqualified for that? Um, how how is Frost using a poison needle against the rules, but manipulating time isn't. That doesn't seem like a fair thing at all, right? I mean, if you ask me, this is worse than using a poison needle. I mean, at least you have to get hit by the needle first, right? But with hit, I mean, you just kind of have to figure it out, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. I just kind of wish they would have went to a little bit more detail in, in the terms of the rules and which abilities were uh, used, were able to be used or not. I mean, I, I guess it's safe to assume that any ability that is just a natural ability of yours is allowed as long as it's no foreign sort of object being brought into the ring, which once again, they didn't say for a fact that that was that that was what was going on with Frost. So it's still kind of cloudy there, too. But OK, I guess this is legal. I guess it's legal for you to manipulate time in this fight. <laughs> but what it does, it provides a pretty good situation to where Goku has to figure out the best way to fight hit because he's up next now that Vegeta has been knocked out. Um, so this continues the tradition of having to um find a way to defeat these fighters from universe six uh, with the exception of Kaba. Kaba's the only one that no one really had to try to figure out anything <laughs> in terms of defeating him uh, but he also had his own little arc with becoming a super saiyan and all that kind of stuff now they do cut over to um, Whis and Beerus um, and they're kind of talking about you know how, how is this going to work you know how are we going to defeat hit yada 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 if goku can't do it and Whis makes his comment oh we'll just use your secret weapon over here at uh universe seven don't forget about manaka and then beerus says something along the lines of you're just trying to mess with me aren't you so and unless i misinterpreted something here 
they reveal that Manaka is actually not very strong at all. <laughs> that uh, he was just brought along in order to convince Goku and Vegeta to participate. Because obviously, if they feel like there's going to be a really, really strong fighter involved, that's going to make them much more likely to want to participate in it. Uh, so that's the way I took that. And I think with Piccolo saying, oh, that's what happened, then we're supposed to kind of come away with that idea. So that's kind of weird, right? So uh, is I don't know. Is it safe to assume that Monaka is just a fucking weak, uh, a weakling? <laughs> I guess we'll see. I mean, based on what they're saying, it seems like that. Um but yeah, so we get that revelation. But Goku versus Hit, right? So Goku goes into the match uh, and Hit asks him, hey, aren't you going to transform? And I like what Goku says here. He says, you know what? That uses a lot of power. I wish they would say stuff like this more often because it, you know, we have these questions and we, we find ourselves asking, why doesn't he just power up the Super Saiyan Blue immediately? Well, then every now and then they say stuff like this, like, well, it uses a lot of power. So I don't want to use that unless I necessarily have to, um, though. I do think he probably should have at least gone to Super Saiyan three <laughs> or something. But he's just fighting in regular Goku mode. Um, but I guess until he figures out exactly what's going on here, he doesn't want to jump the gun too much because he's essentially just rushing in over and over again, getting hit by hit. Uh, but he's using this to work out a technique and to figure out a solution to this which he does um so he essentially finds a weakness to where he's now pretty sure that hit is manipulating time he's jumping ahead about a tenth of a second so now goku is um taking that into consideration whenever he makes his attack and he's adjusting accordingly so because of that he's able to actually uh, avoid getting hit and also deliver some blows to hit himself. So there's some pretty cool moments in here where he just kind of blocks the attack and then he gets a few licks in on hit. Uh, some of this animation isn't the greatest here, but, um, but it's still a cool moment because it's, it's, it really did make me kind of excited and I find it very fun to watch Goku, um, just kind of figure this thing out. You know, and I thought that was very cool because I feel like we don't get a lot of stuff like this. So to just see him figure it out just from watching Vegeta fight and uh, and kind of doing his own little tests, I thought that was very cool. So, yeah, he pretty much lands some blows and hit is saying, hey, OK, well, I guess, you know, we have to change things around here. And he's essentially been standing here the entire time with his hands in his pockets until he needed to take him out. And now he decides to take him out. So. Um, that's pretty much where the episode ends. And that's just, I guess it's going to go down next episode and we'll see what happens. Um, once again, like I knew that there wouldn't be a lot of conversation about this episode because the way it plays out, there's just not a lot of stuff to kind of talk about because it's really two kind of slow moving fights, which is just the same stuff kind of happening over and over again for the most part. Okay. <laughs> so but yeah next episode should be interesting now we can see what happens since hit is aware that goku knows the secret and maybe they'll both power up and we have a bigger better greater fight at the end of this thing so i guess we'll see what happens okay any questions or comments about that because i know i kind of went through that kind of quickly um send me an email at rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com um and let's see the next episode well, uh, optimistically, I should have the next episode out 
um, on time. So that would mean we have one Halloween ish episode left. <laughs> so look forward to that uh, or me trying to do something fun for that unless by some chance I get super busy and I can't get it out until a couple of days later. Um, but yeah, so just stay tuned for all of that. So I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I've been getting a lot of positive feedback lately and I'm seeing the numbers go up. Uh, let's get that Facebook page moving, though, because <laughs> that's going to make a really big difference in things, too. And then we can get to a giveaway and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I think that about does it, guys. So until next time for Rock Dragon Podcast, I'm Tim Bridgewater, and I'll see you next time.